0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, please be seated. Many of you know that the scripture readings that we read each Sunday are in a three-year pattern and they're, they're established, they're set up, and so they are what they are. But it often feels like the Holy Spirit has a, a sense of humor or is playing games when a particular gospel reading is paired with um, an event in the life of the parish. Um, I'll never forget hearing or having to read this gospel and preach from it. Some years ago, we had had a wedding in my church on the day before, on Saturday. And it was one of those weddings where both sides, uh, both families were faithful Episcopalians and churchgoers. And so they loved church and they went to church and they had a lot of opinions about the wedding, you can imagine. And so we we got through the wedding and I was shocked the next day, uh, Sunday morning, the whole family was there again. It looked like a redo of the wedding, Um, but they were there because it was Sunday and they went to church on Sunday. And so the gospel they hear is all about how Jesus has come to set mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, father against son, brother against sister. You know, we had just created this beautiful new family, and then, um, and in a similar way today, um, you know, sweet, beautiful little Elle with her, her family, her friends are here, and, and, and she has to hear Jesus talk about his baptism that's going to be rough and tumble. Some of you know that in the confirmation service, when a bishop comes to confirm people, sometimes there is what we often refer to as the holy slap. It's about all I remember of my confirmation, which happened as, a, as an adult. Um, but I had studied up about confirmation and what it meant and what it meant to me. And so my rector at the time told the bishop, be sure and slap him good. He'll be disappointed if he doesn't get it. And so sure enough, I'm being confirmed, I get the holy oil, and then the bishop, boom. And you could hear it through the whole church. And it didn't hurt so much as it made me giggle. And then I had to try to stifle laughter the whole time. Some people think that that slap comes from when Roman soldiers were conscripted into the army, and as they were commissioned, they were given a slap as a reminder that the road ahead was not going to be easy. That they were being armed and equipped for battle, and uh, there were going to be some bad days ahead as well as some good days, so they'd better be tough and ready for the fight. And that carried into early Christianity. And so when one is, is confirmed, one is getting ready for spiritual battle out in the world. Um, a few years ago, we had a bishop visiting for confirmations, and I asked the diocesan official, is this a slapping bishop? And she said, certainly not. <laughs> um, in this day and age, we could do with some slapping bishops, some bishops who lead us in the way of being fully faithful in our world, whatever that takes. That's what Jesus is getting at in this gospel. Not for a minute is he suggesting that we instigate division, (laughs) that we be that person at the family table who deliberately brings up difficult subjects to, to try to corner people and show them we know more than they do. That's not what this gospel is about at all. But this gospel is a sort of warning that if we're faithful to Jesus Christ, if we're faithful to a God of love, Um, in every day, but especially in our day, then it's not always going to be easy. We're going to be misunderstood. We're going to be disliked. We might not always get invited to things, um, but we will live closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus. Our first reading is from Jeremiah, and in Jeremiah's words, as so often is the case, there's a call to honesty Jeremiah is preaching to the people he's been called to lead and love, but he's especially warning the prophets, those who say they know the direction forward. He reminds them of the difference between a dream that's lived out in the real world and a dream that stays in the head. Uh, Jeremiah says, be careful that the dream inspires you to do something, inspires you to action. Don't let the dream blind you to the present. Those are old words coming to us from Jeremiah, but that same struggle is with all of us as we seek to follow Jesus Christ. How do we hold on to the best of our traditions and yet adapt them to move forward in faith? How do we be a a people of faith in a culture that has little use for faith of any sort? How do we be faithful in our day? Just this week, I was talking with someone who, who had read our church newsletter, and she said that she thought it was a shame that um, the best the Episcopal Church could do as a, a kind of holy person to represent the civil rights movement was to find a young, privileged white man as the example. <laughs> she met Jonathan Myrick Daniels, who's, who's written about on the cover of your bulletin insert, and I said to her, well, he's, he's not the only example, and he's not necessarily the highest example. Um, but anyone who, who sits in church, or in his case, seminary, and, and hears the Magnificat, and hears the song of, of, of reversals, of, of God's taking the side of the poor and the oppressed, and then gets up out of the pew and goes to serve with the poor and the oppressed, as Jonathan Daniels did, to go to Alabama and march and teach and, 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 and be active. I mean, that's a pretty good example. That's an example for all of us, regardless of, of time or gender or, or, or privilege. Um, we, all of us, could do with some stirring up so that the Holy Spirit um, gives us a little bit of this fire that Jesus touches base with so that we can move into the world with greater faithfulness. The reading from Hebrews reminds us of how we can do this, not only leaning on one another, not only leaning on the Holy Spirit's um, giving us the faith we need, but we're surrounded by a whole great cloud of witnesses, those saints and martyrs um, that are known and unknown, those that are famous in stained-glass windows and and art history, and those that we have known in our own family and our own way of faith. We're surrounded by them all, and so because of them, we can run with perseverance that race that's set before us, looking to Jesus as the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. The gospel today speaks of hard truth, that sometimes following Jesus we'll find ourselves in conflict. Uh, that's true for us. It's going to be true for Elle. It's true for everyone. There'll be those times when we experience the body of Christ as broken and divided and argumentative, but there are also, always and everywhere, that great cloud of witnesses that reminds us of our hope, of our love, of our joy in following Jesus Christ. May we be ever faithful this day and into tomorrow. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.